This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, February 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downley. Here's today's headlines. GOP eases farm worker plan, but Bill faces a rocky future. USDA working on cotton and dairy, AFBF and food aid, and rural infrastructure. House GOP woos ag support for an immigration bill. House Republicans are tweaking their immigration bill to try to make it more acceptable to farmers and easier for GOP members to support it. The bill developed by Judiciary Chairman Bob Goodlatte, a Republican of Virginia, would create a new H-2C guest worker visa program for agriculture, as well as legalize DREAMers, increase border security, and require all employers, including farms, to start using the E-Verify system to ensure that their workers are legally in the country. Goodlatte has made a number of changes to the H-2C provision to make them more palatable for farmers. But one industry source says the bill was still a disaster in the making for farmers because it would force existing workers to leave the country and re-enter under the H-2C system. The amended bill loosened some proposed H-2C rules. Goodlatte's 417-page amended bill makes several relatively small changes to the H-2C provisions to address farmers' concerns. The new language still requires existing workers to leave the country before they can get H-2C visas, but farmers would be allowed to pre-certify their employees to ensure that they can legally return. Another change would give existing workers up to a year to return to their country for the required touchback. The original bill gave them just six months to complete the touchback. The amended bill also would give farms two years rather than just 18 months to start using E-Verify. Conservatives worry about bill support. The big question is whether the bill can pass the House. Conservatives say the GOP leadership has done little so far to get the rank-and-file Republicans to vote for the legislation. The leadership must, quote, put some oomph behind the bill, according to Representative Ralph Norman of South Carolina. The bill may not get any Democratic votes in the House and has little chance of passing the Senate. Representative Kurt Schrader of Oregon tells AgriPulse that farmers in his state think the proposed H-2C program is unworkable. He said... E-Verify without a guaranteed workforce crucifies farmers, nurserymen, and everyone in the ag world. He said the bill amounts to pandering to the far right. Hatch pledges 199A fix. Senate Finance Chairman Orrin Hatch is promising to fix the Section 199 deduction for agriculture as quickly as possible. Hatch used his opening statement at a hearing yesterday to address the issue, acknowledging that the desperate benefits of the deduction was having unintended effects in agriculture. As now written, the deduction is disproportionately lucrative for farmers who sell commodities to co-ops. Hatch said, once a suitable solution is identified, my goal is to work with my colleagues to advance legislation that can be sent to the president for his signature as soon as possible. USDA working on cotton and dairy implementation. USDA officials say they're working to implement as soon as possible the newly enacted changes to cotton and dairy policy. Congress made cotton eligible for the price loss coverage program, required farmers to reallocate their generic base acres, and eliminated or sharply reduced the fees dairy producers must pay for the margin protection program. We are reviewing what Congress passed, a spokesman says. 
We also understand that the changes are important to our farmers and producers, and our focus is to implement the provisions as quickly as possible. Food Aid Op-Ed Raises Eyebrows on Capitol Hill. The president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, Zippy Duvall, is getting attention on Capitol Hill by signing on to a newspaper op-ed in support of flexibility in the way the U.S. government provides international food aid through the Food for Peace program. The piece in the Nashville Tennessean was jointly written with Senate Foreign Relations Chairman Bob Corker of Tennessee and Senator Chris Coons of Delaware, two leading advocates for reforming food aid. The op-ed, published yesterday, supports the concept of sourcing foods close to the countries where they are needed when that's more efficient than shipping U.S. commodities. Locally sourced foods can, quote, reach those in need months sooner than food from the United States, while still providing the opportunity for U.S. sourced foods to help meet longer-term needs when and where appropriate, according to the op-ed. Former Agriculture Secretary Dan Glickman and former Administrator of the U.S. Agency of International Development Andrew Netsiosis told the House Foreign Affairs Committee yesterday that the article shows farmers are becoming less resistant to using food aid dollars to buy food overseas. Duvall took a courageous stand, Glickman told lawmakers. There's been kind of a mantra in farm country for many years that the majority of our assistance should be in the form of U.S. commodities. Dale Moore, AFBF Director of Public Policy, says the Farm Bureau has not changed its position on food aid. He told AgriPulse, Our position remains that U.S. agricultural commodities and products are the primary means of delivering food aid around the world. Our policy also recognizes there will be instances when there is a critical immediate-term need that is best handled by a local or regional purchase while the U.S. gets the Food for Peace process working to address the longer arc strategy to meet the ongoing needs. Trump highlights rural infrastructure, but can he deliver? President Trump used a meeting with lawmakers on his rural infrastructure plan to emphasize benefits to rural areas, which largely supported his bid for president. The plan earmarks one quarter of the $200 billion in proposed federal spending for rural areas. Trump said, Rural communities have not been treated fairly, so we're going to spend $50 billion on rural infrastructure and Internet access, which is so important. Keep in mind, House Transportation and Infrastructure Chairman Bill Schuster of Pennsylvania told reporters later he's concerned the plan relies too heavily on investments from states, many of which can't afford it. Trump very much understands that Congress needs to figure out a way to pay for the plan, and is open to raising the federal gas tax, according to Schuster. Here's today's He Said It. No one's talking about completely cutting the American farmer out of our food aid programs. In places that suffer from cyclical drought like Ethiopia, food grown in the U.S. is critical, but this is not always the case. That the word of House Foreign Affairs Chairman Ed Royce, a Republican of California. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, February 15th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downey.